Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women heal their relationships with food and transform how they nourish themselves in body, in mind, and in soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that help you find your peace with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. If you're ready to feel like a truly nourished woman, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thanks for being here. On this week's podcast episode, we celebrate one of my clients, Patty, who very openly talks about her relationship with food and how most of the challenges that she's faced there had much to do with her relationship with herself. And that was greatly influenced by things that she experienced in her childhood and then how she resorted to dieting to try to remedy that, like many women do, and the negative impacts trying to fix your relationship with yourself through dieting has on a person. Then we get into how we work together. She starts to reclaim her personal power in the work that we did and becoming more of her true self by releasing diet mentality, getting over her fears of food by realizing that her well-being and honoring herself matters much more than other people's opinions, and finally deciding that she is in fact important too, and how that has greatly improved her life. And we talk about how working on her mind nourishment has quieted mental chatter and anxiety that would really run her life before and how now she can experience feelings of inner peace and higher amplified levels of joy that she's rarely experienced prior in her life. It's so rewarding for me when clients start to see that the outward changes they're desiring, whether it's with their eating or with their body, are in fact a ripple effect from the internal work that we have to do. And We talk about that in this episode. So enjoy the conversation. Hi, Patty. Thank you for being here today to share a little bit about yourself in terms of where you've been in the past with, you know, dieting and the lifelong struggle with food and weight and, you know, where you've kind of arrived to, especially most recently, and maybe giving people an overview of what that journey has been for you and just the key things that you would like to share. And so once again, thank you for being here and having the willingness and the open heart to uh, come on and, and, you know, open up and be vulnerable in a certain way that I really want to honor and, you know, appreciate in you. And so in your own words, just to get started, would you like to share you know, just kind of like some of the challenges you've had over the course of your life, you know, eating related, weight related, and what that's kind of looked like for you historically. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Rebecca. I started issues with my weight as early as six years old. So through my childhood, a lot of teasing, in school, 
feelings of humiliation and rejection. And then also in family life growing up, I, I felt like nothing I ever did was good enough. So I spent a lot of time alone growing up and food was my best friend. And over the years, I carried a lot of guilt and a lot of shame because I thought there was something wrong with me. I wasn't good enough. And then that turned into becoming a people pleaser and doing so much for everybody else and striving, being the overachiever, always to make an attempt at being accepted and being liked and compensating for what I felt was an inat there was some kind of inadequacy in me. And all the while just using food to stuff down all the emotions surrounded with all that negativity. And that basically was my story for about 50 years going around that same mountain. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people are going to relate to that. So thank you. And let's now talk a little bit about how dieting started to play into that. Um, you know, it sounds like it at the root of starting the dieting was just not probably liking what your body was, not feeling like your body was good enough in some way. Um, you know, it probably was tied to wanting to fit into the cultural norm, whatever it might be. Or maybe it started because you wanted to do it for yourself. But let's talk a little bit more about when the dieting started and then how that kind of progressed. Well, back to six years old in kindergarten, being the largest student, and it just went from there of uh, being teased and um and I remember every summer I decide, okay, I'm going to get my weight down to be where, quote, everybody else is. And I will go back to school and I will prove to them that I'm not all these nasty things that they've been calling me. And every year <laughs> summer vacation would come. I'd make that promise to myself and I would go back to school heavier. and. Then I can't say at that point in time I was actually thinking about dieting, um, but when I got into my teenage years and, and early 20s, then the diets, all, all the diets, you know, the whole mentality of um, eat less, exercise more. Um, there was no such thing as everything in moderation. Um, it was very restrictive and you can't enjoy anything if you're trying to diet, mm. you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't enjoy eating at all. You're trying to diet, you're overweight. <laughs> and so, so these were all the, the messages that were playing in my mind. But I will say at that time, I didn't, I didn't even understand that those messages were going on in my mind. They were just there and so automatic. And that's what I was responding to. 
for so many years, which is why the weight never came off. I was completely backwards approach that I would get everything on the outside perfect in, as I say that in quotes, Mm -hmm. Uh, then everybody will like me. And then when I look good on the outside and when everybody likes me, then I'll be able to like myself. Then everything will feel good. Mm-hmm. And that is just <laughs> so backwards. Yeah. But it, at the time, it just seemed like the truth. Right now, you know, there's another truth. <laughs> but yes, yes. You, you don't know what you don't know until you know, <laughs> so like is what I always say. And so, so then, you know, at one point in time, we met. Via, via, you were in my Facebook group, I believe, probably initially, and you started working with me. We, we worked together, and and I know, like, one of the things that was challenging for you was kind. Of, there was a lot of fear around letting go of some of those old ways of thinking and some of those old ways of maybe relating to food, like what we call the diet mentality and all that kind of stuff, and just the fear of food and like, can I really enjoy food and not all that kind of stuff and let's talk a little bit about that in terms of, um, you know, if you remember some of that and some of that thinking, and then what do you recall as kind of like a pivotal moment or when something finally clicked that you were able to switch your thinking around the food specifically, would you say? Well, the fear, the fear of it all was, I had created my identity as my struggle. I became my struggle. I became my story. It wasn't just a story. It was who I am. And the fear was, if I'm not struggling with my weight, what does life look like? And that's where I'm just starting to live into what that looks like and live into who I really am and have the person I've always been just, mm-hmm. I wasn't living within her. I wasn't, I wasn't living my true authentic self. And the other, the other fear is, well, I've tried all these diets and nothing has ever brought lasting weight loss. What if I try this and this doesn't work either? Then I'm, I will have tried everything. And now what do I do? It was kind of like one last try at something. But if I kept it at bay. <laughs> I, I was just, I was, I was just, I was afraid to try to try it, to to actually create a food plan that isn't a diet mentality. And by that, I, for me, it was difficult for me to put food that I loved in my meal plan. And I just now started doing that. And that's been a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, and allowing myself to enjoy it in moderation. Um, I don't have to be binging on it. And 
some of it also was still that fear of what other people were thinking of me, looking at me thinking, well, how could you possibly be sitting there eating that and enjoying that when you've got all this weight to lose? Mm, Yes. And I know so many women have that exact same feeling come up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good, Patty. And so, so you finally started doing what I had been like hoping and encouraging you to at least try for a while. Right. And then you, you finally got that courage and I honor you for that. You're like, well, I'm going to do it. And it sounds like the fear was what, you know, you, you kind of had one foot was slightly out a little bit, you know, and we had like both feet weren't completely in because there was that fear of, I don't want to fail again. Like I can't handle another failure. So I'm, I'm not going to like jump in completely with both feet just yet. You know, it kind of, there is always like you were in, in so many ways, but there was a little ways that you weren't fully in. And then you kind of stepped fully in and you had that courage. And then there was a shift. Yes. Yes. And a big shift. I think it is. I really think it's. Um, Well, I think. I think when we got to talking more about, you know, a food plan and there was a big aha moment because all the time that I was trying to make a food plan, it was based on your, you know, by the rules, how many calories. Yeah per day kind of thing and only from a list of certain foods. And I was, it never dawned on me that, that there's another way to make a meal plan. And then when you started teaching about just meet your, meet yourself where you are, you can't go from, you know, going to fast food every single day to all of a sudden now you're eating carrots and celery (laughs) You have to meet yourself where you're at and give yourself grace with where you're at and make little changes a little bit at a time. Like if you make a 1% micro change every day, look over time, look how, how, how much change you're making. Mm-hmm. And I think I was trying to do everything all at one time. And do it perfectly, <laughs> um, which we know now that it's n- that there is nothing perfect. It's it's all about the journey. It's about progress, and and um, so that was that was a big shift in just practicing and trying and not looking at it as failure, um, and not judging myself. Uh, well, I tried this well, maybe it didn't work out so well. Let me tweak this or tweak that. And, and just, un- just really understanding myself and what, what my body needs and what my body responds to and discovering the foods that really, really, really make me feel, um, energetic and nourished. Um, Mm 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yay! Um, so good so good and and along with that so you've also had huge shifts in your identity like you you had said my identity like who I saw myself in the world was like I am a person who struggles with my food and my weight like that had been a, a deeply ingrained thing in your subconscious and you know, how you kind of led your life as that person, right? And so along mm-hmm. the shifts, you know, the physical actions of working with food in a new way, you were doing a lot of internal work with creating that new identity. And, you know, that that's a process. And I, like, once again, I want to celebrate you because how would you say, like, you identify yourself now? What do you say your new identity is? I am learning to be my own best friend. Um, I'm learning to champion my own journey. Um, I am learning to give more grace, receive more grace, um, keep commitments to myself. I I matter. My feelings matter. My thoughts matter. Um, I use I use I look I I look back and I think well, it I used to have the mindset of well oh well never mind me just you know I'm not important, and then I got to the point where kind of like hands on my hips I'd say well what about me, um, and and approach life more from a a role of the, I took the role of the victim, but now the shift is, you know, I come to the table, so to speak. And my mindset now is, well, me too. I have things to offer. I have goodness. I have compassion. I have hopes and dreams and it all matters. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Becoming your best friend, your own champion, you're committing to yourself, you're believing you matter, that you are important, you're owning your worth essentially, and taking back your power in a very like positive way that is all about now you're able to serve others in certain ways. You know, serving is just the word I'm using, but like, let's talk about the thing that happened today where you're just starting to just live more in the enjoyment of life because you're not in what we call the struggle or the suffering or the constant worry and the fear, whatever it is that our minds are often preoccupied with. Now that you're fully like embodying, you know, your worth and importance and, you know, able to just be more present in the day-to-day things. Like let's talk about some of those, just pure joys that you've been experiencing, you know, most recently, if you want to share. In, in nature, you know, noticing a, a butterfly and just yesterday and just taking the time to take that in. And then in the, in the midst of a row of thick, bushy green arborvitus, I see a praying mantis and 
So I sat and watched that and then even looked up the symbolism, the animal symbolism for the praying mantis. And it is all the things that I'm wanting in my, my life right now, stillness, awareness, creativity and mindfulness and calm and balance and intuition. I mean, I, those, those attributes are, are what I want my true identity just to be saturated with. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, being able to uh, appreciate that children in the neighborhood are selling these little bouquets of flowers because they want to raise money for church. And I just, I want to go and buy all of them and, and then share them with our neighbors and which, which my husband helped me do that. So there's all of this oppressive type of thinking, the black and white and so many rules and very linear thinking. um, All these years is just really stifled creativity and and imagination and actually being able to be present in the moment and notice these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, because you've been able to release some of that mental chatter, the mental anxiety, just all the stuff that when our subconscious is not programmed in the best way, which, you know, was not intentional. It just happens over the course of our life for so many people. But when our subconscious gets to, you know, it has those seeds of struggle planted, the seeds of I'm not good enough, the seeds of all the icky kind of stuff that we don't really want in our life. But that's what's growing in there. And then all of a sudden we get to start pulling that out. We start planting those new seeds and we become more present to our life. And like the, the internal struggle goes away, like the mental chatter and the negativity towards ourselves or, you know, the resentments towards others, however it shows up in our life, all of that stuff starts to quiet down. And when that starts to quiet down, like now you're experiencing, that's what Patty is experiencing. Like the, the she's able to connect to those simple joys of life. Like there, there's that pure joy that is available to all of us you know, without having to do anything, it's just like the simplest joys of life that are always there, but that we miss. And, uh, you know, I think it's every human's human beings divine right to be able to be in that place of inner peace much more and to not miss out on life and to live life to the fullest, whether that's in big grandiose ways or in the most simple ways, you know, living life to the fullest looks different for everybody, but everybody deserves it. And so I'm thrilled for you, Patty, that you're getting like tastes of that in in new and different ways. Um, And let's also talk about like before, like sometimes you would maybe experience that, but then like those good feelings were too much to handle kind of thing because your emotional home was more of like, I struggle and I suffer. And so when you would have those experiences of really good feelings, like, you would self-sabotage those, right? By going to food and stuffing them down. And let's talk about what happened just today and how you did not do that this time. Yeah, when when I got to these feel-good places and had so much energy, I just, I did not know what to do with that energy. It was not my normal. 
even though I knew that's what I wanted, it was still overwhelming. And I would end up binging just to, you know, go into some kind of food coma and I'd fall asleep. And I didn't do that today. And, and my energy was really high this morning. And even being alone in the house, like my husband's out and about with our grandsons. And, and I just was so aware of it and very intentional that I'm not going to go and binge and quiet this emotion and this energy. So I just sat and took some deep breaths and just acknowledged it and again, made a decision that I am not going to choose that old way of coping and drank some water and then wrapped myself up in a blanket and took a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And you woke up feeling, I'm going to assume you woke up feeling refreshed versus the other, which would have been the food coma. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not bouncing off. I don't feel like I'm bouncing off the walls anymore, but I'm enjoying that happy place. Yeah. Without guilt, without guilt. (laughs) Yes, without guilt. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. I, cause I think a lot of, a lot of people, you know, whether they struggle with their food or their weight or or not, you know, I think a lot of people feel guilty for feeling good because like the world and, you know, our media, I mean, it's all about the bad and the negativity. And so if we're not getting sucked into that, we're like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm feeling good. There must be something wrong with me, which is totally backwards. And um, anybody who's listening, don't ever let yourself, I mean, if you fall into that, that's okay. But recognize that you're meant to feel good. Like that's our natural place. We all came into the world in the energy of love and we deserve, it's our birthright to feel good. So don't ever shame yourself or feel guilty when everybody else is feeling bad and you feel good. It's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what, actually, you know, we take it a step further and Patty, you, you and I have talked about this in the past when, when we can stay in that, what I always call the emotional home or like our natural emotional state is just, we're living in that place of just inner peace and love and joy. Like that's kind of who we are. We raise everybody up like that. There's that phrase, like a, um, a rising tide lifts all boats. Like when you're the rising tide, everybody that you touch that's around you gets to benefit from that as those, those kids that you helped out today got to experience like that part of you, like you had this ripple of impact, just like your emotional state rippled out and, you know, served people and raised their emotional state, which is going to ripple out to their friends and families and, you know, the work that they're doing, however that is for them. And so just people recognize that it's good to feel good. You're worthy and deserve mm-hmm. feeling good. And when you do feel good, everybody in your life benefits. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so thank you for sharing that, Patty, because I think that's important for a lot of people to hear. And um, I wanted to ask you, like, if we hadn't met, let's just, 
just say hypothetically, I don't like to think of negativity, you know, I'm a very positive person, but let's just say like, if we hadn't met, where do you think you might be today? Would it just kind of be the status quo? Do you think it would have gotten worse in terms of like that relationship with food? What do you think? I think I would have been going around the exact same mountain. Try, try, try and have a little success and then just backwards again. And yeah, just going round and round the exact same way. The The exact same way as for 50 years. Yeah. Well... That's not happening, and I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and it it was an absolute. It was a. It was. I. It was not by my own doing that I came upon you, Rebecca. It's as a Christian, I believe it was a the movement of the Holy Spirit, and I I don't even know what I was looking for. I was just mindlessly scrolling and. I, yeah, I listened a couple times to the, you know, break free, have a, a an initial phone call with you, and then was offered the chance to coach, and it was it was a total leap of faith, mm-hmm. and it was me just coming back again and again and again and showing up and showing up and showing up. And regardless if I felt like a fraud or if I felt like a schmuck, um, if I felt embarrassed because I just haven't got this quite yet. And your overflowing grace and acceptance and support and just, yeah. The unconditional, the unconditional love that, yeah, the unconditional love coming from you, through you, I'm, I'm, I'm now learning that for myself. And that's, that's the true, what's going to be the, what is the true healing for me, healing from the inside out. It's completely reversed. Um, The out, the outward changes, the outward appearance is, is just going to be like a ripple effect from all that internal work and transformation and self-love and grace and letting go of the judgment and all that negativity Yeah, you got it, girl. (laughs) Uh, And so like this is a celebration of you. And I mean, I'm glad that I can be that conduit, that channel of that unconditional love from the higher power. I mean, I'm blessed and grateful and honored that I can do that. But, you know, it's I always say all who show up to receive shall be transformed. I really believe that um, that you know, the work that we do here, it's, it's a 50, 50 game, uh, like that coach client relationship. However we look at it, it's, I do my part, you do your part and you did a huge part in that. And 
I was, you know, blessed to share. I've been blessed to share in that journey with you. And uh, let's just like, let's go on, I think, to you've been giving a lot of words of hope and inspiration and words of wisdom, but if there was like any final thing that you would really want to share with anyone who's listening, like who is in just feeling that powerless struggle with the food and the weight stuff, like similar to you, like that has become their identity, which it has for so many. What would you want to say to them just to lift them up? keep coming back. Just keep coming back. You're not alone. There's so many people that with the same struggles. Um, we are so, we are so much more similar than we are different and just keep coming back to the group, keep coming back to Rebecca and just know that there's a place to be understood Uh, and supported and there's no certain time frame it takes different length of time for everybody just keep coming back and allowing and trusting the process Mm -hmm. yeah Mm, love it beautiful words thank you so much patty for Again, being here, but also thank you for showing up to receive, like meeting me halfway in the process, staying committed. And now today we get to celebrate some amazing flowers that are blooming, but there's going to be so many more gorgeous, like a whole field of flowers blooming for you. I I know it in my being, and I think you do too. And Uh um, I am excited to just see where else this goes. So once again, thank you for sharing. And um, yeah, we'll sign off with that. You're welcome. And thank you. I love Patty. She's so deeply committed to her journey and does not stop showing up for herself. And because of that, continues to create great things as she continues to go deeper into healing her relationship with herself. She's a testament that Your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship in your life. It is the foundation that everything else in your life is built on. So if your relationship with yourself is rocky, and if you do then start to make improvements there, it's not only going to greatly and positively impact your relationship with food, it's going to improve every single area of your life, which is one of the main reasons why I created the peace process because a lot of the foundational work we do in this program is changing how you relate to yourself because your new relationship with yourself directly will lead to you finding your inner and outer peace with food once and for all and forever. The peace process is about getting to a place where there is no more food noise, No more food anxiety in your mind and your eating feels peaceful and you are in your power around all foods, feeling like you have natural ease in your relationship with food the way that you desire to. That is what we do in the peace process so that food is no longer an energy drain in your life and instead becomes 
energy giving and truly nourishing so that you feel like a vibrant, healthy, confident, and truly nourished woman in your life. And for those who enroll before the end of next week, you get special pre-sale pricing still of 3333-3333. There's also payment plans available. Plus, if you join on pre-sale, you get an extra private coaching call with me in the program. The price will be going up to the early bird price of 4444 next week, and we're starting the last week of January. The peace process is going to be highly interactive and a very supportive program. There's going to be eight live group coaching support calls over four months. Then you get that deep dive private call with me. And if you join on pre-sale, you will get two of these private calls with me, plus a group Voxer chat where you get daily coaching and support on the Voxer app, which is just an audio voice messaging and texting app where you can interact with me and others. Plus, you get lifetime access to the lessons and modules of the program in the online portal. If you want to join the peace process or you just have questions about it, message me on Instagram at Rebecca Laurel Hill or email me hello at RebeccaLaurelHill.com. I also have spots in my private high-level close proximity mentorship called Elevate to Vibrancy. Elevate to Vibrancy is where you can work very closely with me one-on-one to attain new levels of ease and consistency in the areas of nutrition, quality sleep, consistent exercise, and inner peace and well-being. These are areas of my life that I've mastered and can help you master too. So Elevate to Vibrancy is for women who feel like they're maybe in a mediocre place with their wellness and know there's another level that they really want to and need to get to for greater vitality and increased capacity for life goals, for their work or career goals by improving and becoming consistent in the foundational areas of nutrition, sleep, exercise, and inner peace so that these areas of you feel as easy and natural as breathing and just like, ah, it's just who I am. I don't even have to think about it. So Elevate to Vibrancy is also very much for the ambitious, striving woman who feels like they've neglected their healthy uh, habits, their well-being, or have sidetracked or distracted Uh, themselves from these areas because of life goals. Yet, you're very ready to recalibrate now and come back to focusing on your eating, your exercise, quality sleep every single night, and feeling just those feelings that we all love of inner ease and peace, even though life might be stressful and busy, so that you can consistently experience elevated health and vibrancy physically, mentally, and emotionally and feel energized, focused, and productive and also more connected to yourself too so that your goals and career and others in your life get to receive the best version of you. So if you're a woman who really values feeling your best so that you can show up at your highest capacity to create great results in your life, that's who my Elevate to Vibrancy mentorship is for. Message me on Instagram or email me if you want to know more about that. Thank you so much for being here today. I love being here with you. Have a fabulous week. 
Bye-bye. Hello, beautiful listeners. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, if you had some breakthroughs or an aha moment, I would absolutely love to hear what those were. Tag me at Rebecca Laurel Hill on Instagram, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me get an idea of what's landing, what you want to hear, and more of what you want to go deeper on so that I can serve you at the highest level. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Let's all rise and change this world together by living as truly nourished women. Thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you in the next episode.